Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, and good night to everyone out there on the internet, whether you're watching us on YouTube or listening on the podcast. Once again, it's time for Lancing with Yourself. I'm Steve D from Tin Star Games, and this is our weekly show where we take five minutes to talk about being a game designer and a freelance creative when you might be low on spoons and low on cash. Every now and then, the uh, discourse on YouTube, on uh, Twitter or Facebook breaks down into a discussion of what is crunch and what is fluff and what isn't crunch and what isn't fluff and does fluff matter. Um, so these are terms that have come out of wargaming um, and um, they're actually really interesting to talk about because they talk about the whole nature of game design. So originally in wargaming you had crunch which is a thing that actually mattered on the table. So it was a rule that determined how many dice you rolled or what sort of damage you did and then fluff was everything else which was the all the elements about what was cool about your race and, and the history and the backstory and the art and everything like that. And you could say, well, that's true. That's written down, but it's just fluff. It's not actually something I'm going to use in the game. That you know, These people are all vampires. It doesn't matter. What matters is they have a move of five. And in war games, you can actually be pretty explicit about those kind of things because there was, there at least certainly in the design phase, there are there is fluff and there is crunch. But the truth is that fluff and crunch is actually a very... Uh, only only in very specific cases can you tell the difference between fluff and crunch. And in some games, things are very different. Uh, in role-playing games, as as um, as Robin Laws once said, fluff ain't so fluffy. Fluff can be the most important thing in the role-playing game. And uh, it's, it's not always the clearest way to talk about this. If you look at, for example, at Relics, one of the most important things in the game is the table in the character generation um, chapter that talks about why you fell to Earth as an angel and what is your relationship to the world and humanity as, as, as a whole, as a result of that fall. Um, and what did you create on Earth? And those two things about uh, what you created on creation and how you came to fall from, from God and from heaven and what you think is you're, you're going you're gonna to do on Earth, these things have no mechanical representation whatsoever. There's nothing in the game that, that, that determines uh, how you're going to play cards or what you succeed in. But they are really the most important things that determine the whole tenor of the game. Are they mechanics? Yes, because they affect the game. Um, are they theme? Absolutely. Um, obviously, in board games, things can be more pulled apart, but the purpose of mechanics is to give meaning to the theme, and the purpose of theme is to give meaning to the mechanics. And these things interlock to produce the game. So be wary of dividing things up into fluff and crunch. Sometimes the most fluffiest things can be the crunchiest things and the most powerful things and the most important things. What you might be able to talk more clearly about is what is a formal game mechanic and what is an informal game mechanic. What is formal game play and what is informal play? And that is nice because it talks about... It's easy to see that those two things are related, 
that we can slip in between those kind of things. And we know that all of it is gameplay. It's just some of it is formal and structured and some of it is informal and unstructured. Um, and a good game understands that both of these things are part of the game. Um, it, it, it is part of the game how people interrelate to these concepts even when not using mechanics, right? If you are making the little doggy move up and down the spaces on Monopoly and he's doing a little bark, 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 that's part of the game. That is an informal mechanic. One of the reasons people like playing Monopoly is they get to be the little silver dog or the top hat. That's fun. That is a mechanic. That is part of the game. Um, it's also fun to win $20 in a beauty contest, right? That is part of the game, even though all it is is get $20. These are informal mechanics, and they are in play all the time, and you ignore them to your peril. All of these things that make a game are a kind of mechanic, and they are always operating. Your game is actually operating on space from the moment someone says, let's play a game, to the moment they put it back on the shelf. So your cover art, the writing on the box, the, the way you present the universe, the theme, the language choices... You know, the art, the presentation, the layout, all of these things, every little bit of a game is telling people something about how to interact with that game space. So it's all mechanics. It's all play. It's just some of it's very formal, very structured, very clearly operations of what, what's um, uh, uh, Richard Garfield called the ortho game, where there are rules and a winner. And other things are operating in the other space, the more liminal space of informal play but they are, cannot be separated. They are constantly connected. And different players have different boundaries about where these things go and what things are formal, what things are informal. And they have different levels of connection between the two. Um, you know, you can play a game where someone will like, well, I can't charge rent to the little puppy dog. I love the little puppy dog. And people will say, well, that's not playing Monopoly. You know, he's just, he's not really a dog. But he is a dog, right, to that person. So maybe that player gets an advantage. And that's an example of what we call the bleed between the two, because they cannot be separated because they are all affecting how we play. So don't get too hung up in fluff and crunch because it's not useful to divide them, but to think of them as ingredients that you use to manipulate the game space. And you are always manipulating the game space. This is an art form where you are in charge of people's emotions and you are changing them with every means to your disposal, some formal, some informal, some subtle, some obvious, some uh, graphical, some textual, some mechanical, some uh, imaginary, some real, some fantastic. There is so much going on and it's all a game mechanic. It's all a system. It's all play. Be careful of drawing lines and going, this is this and this is that, because it's always going to change. And instead, draw from all these elements. Use formal and informal play. They are all part of your gaming experience. And they do count. They do. Informal play makes some of the, the less incredible games truly incredible. It does matter who plays the shiny little dog in Monopoly. That is part of the game. Till next time, I've been Steve D. This has been Lansing with myself. Always pick the dog in Monopoly, and I'll see you next time. Be good, play games, pet dogs, have fun. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 